you just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career, learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. It looks like we are live. Hey, Woo. happy holidays, everybody. Hey. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, how's everybody doing? I'm, I'm feeling a little blurry. What day is it? I'm going to try to. <laughs> yeah, really, what day is it? We're in that weird time where like days aren't real and like just everyone's kind of waiting for 2024. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Jim is blurry. Right. The days aren't real. All of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I went blurry about two seconds before we went live. Looks like I'm clearing up here a little bit. But welcome everybody. Um, <laughs> let's let's see, introduce everybody because we don't usually have four of us or even two of us online for our, our self-publishing insiders episodes. So we'll go clockwise. Uh, Mark Leslie Lefebvre is our director of business development. I'm Jim Azevedo. I am the corporate communications guy at Drafted Digital. On the bottom right, we've got Lexi Green, who manages our social media outreach. Hello, Lexi. And then, of course, on the bottom left, we've got Mr. Nick Backer, who is our VP of Author Success. Hello, everybody. And thanks to all of our visitors out here for joining us once again. So today, we're going to give kind of a a roundup, a review of 2023, if you will. And I don't know about all of you out there and to my team. When I started putting together the review of 2023, it's just, it's like, what, really? Didn't we just do 2022, like two weeks ago? It feels <laughs> bizarre. I mean, we have been working our tails off since the, uh, since the acquisition, but it's all good things, all good things. Honestly, Shall we jump like, into it. Yeah, I, you say it's it feels like it's been so quick, but at the same time, when you brought up some of the things, like we'll get into it, but when you bring up some of the things we did at the beginning of the year, that feels like three years ago. Like it feels like there's <laughs> just been so much going on. Right. And now as I was putting that list together, I mean, you all should feel proud as you know drafted digital employees and team members and all of you authors out there should feel, feel proud as well because as i was going through the list um not getting ready for this episode but also i'm going to be putting together a year review blog post but what was really eye-opening to me is that if you look at drafted digital's mission of improving the lives of authors to helping uh, our authors take their writing hobbies and turn that into a full-time careers every step that we took and every accomplishment that we achieved this year is right in line with that. And so um, it's just give yourselves a pat on the back because that's, that's our mission. That's what we're going to continue to do and we'll never stop doing for all of you. So I was telling the guys before we joined this call that we have several achievements that we made this year. So I decided to kind of break those down into different categories. I thought maybe we could start by talking about Distribution, that's kind of what we do here. Uh, this year, we brought on two distribution partners to help you go even wider. We brought on uh, Gardeners 
and we brought on Palace Marketplace. Now, the Gardeners Partnership uh, helps us reach retailers in the UK and throughout Europe, and it goes to hundreds and hundreds of retailers out there across Europe. But what's really interesting to me is Palace Marketplace. Uh, Palace Marketplace is operated and managed by the Digital Public Library of America. Um, it's based here in the US, so we're talking about US libraries and library systems, but over 400 libraries and library systems are part of the Palace Marketplace reach. Um, what do you guys think about that? I, when we signed them up, I'm almost like, yes, this is, this is really, really cool. What do you think? Any I, feedback I, on that? I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge <laughs> uh, fan of libraries and getting my books in the libraries. One of the things I do in my author newsletter is constantly say, you want to read any of my books for free, you can ask for them via, I mean, I, I'm into libraries through draft to digital to Overdrive to Hoopla to Bake, Baker and Taylor to Biblioteca, Odello, Palace Marketplace. And it just means that virtually any library system is going to access at least one of these wholesalers. A Borobox as well, which is is not in, in North America, but it's available in Ireland and the UK and Australia and New Zealand. But basically, they a reader could get my books from virtually any library almost in the world uh, at this point. And Palace Marketplace is a great new venture that we're delighted to be a part of. Again, just another way for people to get access to your books, which is really just part of what we're trying to do for, for our authors. Yeah. We should also mention the Palace app, which is available to consumers as well. So I've, I'm guessing I'm not the only person who's got like six or seven different reading apps on my phone. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I check libraries, if I can't find it on Libby and I can't find it on Hoopla, I can go to Palace Marketplace now and see if it's there since it kind of covers everything, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm, I think that we've, as a company, been very clear that we're very pro-library. And I think that authors, uh, it's, especially starting out, authors don't consider how much libraries do for them. And honestly, I feel like Palace Marketplace is just another opportunity to work with that ecosystem because I think that the more libraries succeed, the more authors can succeed through them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll admit it. Like I am one of those dorks who will download a book from my library app and then go buy it if I, if I like it, if I love it. Um, it's something, because I, I read a lot of nonfiction. So a lot of times I'll listen to the audiobook or read the ebook, but then I want to have that hard copy on my desk so I can refer back to it and write my notes in it and do all those sorts of things too. If you guys don't mind, I want to talk about promotions. Is that okay? Especially, is that okay with you, Mark? Author promotions? promotions? Nah, we don't like talking about that at all. Yeah, of course, hit us. No, we were going to give you a promotion, Mark, but I guess not. <laughs> I guess you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Um, one thing that I mentioned to my team here before we got on this call is that at two conferences I attended this year, the, the NINC conference in Florida and then 20 books in Vegas, one thing that really stood out to me is that a lot of our authors and small uh, indie presses didn't realize we have a dedicated promotions team here at Draft Digital and that you can actually reach out to our promotions team if you're looking for ways to increase your visibility at the libraries and at retailers. 
So I want to talk about some of that. Um, so Mark, before we jumped on the call here, we were talking about ways that authors can get in touch with you and Megan. Um, we talked about the promotions form that we have available for all of our authors and what that is and how authors can get in touch with you. Yeah, I mean, you can always email a customer service team and ask for uh, a link to the promo form. Uh, I couldn't find the short link for the form. I know Lexi probably knows it off by heart, but uh, posted um, the draft to digital uh, promotions form right there. This is where you can tell us about your books. You just say, hey, I publish books using your platform to get to these retailers, libraries, whatever it is, and just tell us. And then the genres you pick. And then what happens is uh, Megan Spann, who works full time doing nothing other than looking for ways to, you know, promote authors to our various partners. That's basically her full time role is just trying to push um, yeah, D2D author uh, um, titles to retailers, to libraries, getting them into promos as well. So not just saying, hey, here's some new titles that have that are coming out in these genres we think you should look at, but also then. Uh, taking from that list and emailing authors and saying, hey, we're doing a promo with Kobo or Barnes & Noble or Apple, or we're doing a promo with Overdrive or Biblioteca or, or Hoopla or whatever, and we'd like you to participate. Uh, or, you know, there's a Smashwords promo coming up. <laughs> you know, all of those things. Yeah. And so what she does is she sends that invite out to authors. Authors fill out the forms. Then we take that form uh, we export it into the format that the retailer wants it in. And then with many of the promos, they then curate from, you know, if we send them 500 titles, maybe they take 50 or they take 100 or, or whatever. And in some cases, especially the libraries, when it's a library promo, they usually pretty much take everything, which is fantastic. I, I, those those are my favorite awesome. promos because usually when you submit to a library promo, unless you hear otherwise, you're in it. Yeah. And this just in, I got some, uh, speaking of Megan, I've got some figures here about the number of promos, uh, promotions that Drafted Digital sent uh, and the submissions received from our authors and on how they did. So Megan sent out over 148,000 emails to our authors telling them about these promotions with our retail and library partners. She received, or Draft Digital received, over 26,000 submissions from our authors. Um, they went after 88 promote, um, promotions during the year. So that's promotions from retailers and library systems. And of those 26,000 submissions that we received, over 18,000 were accepted into these retail and library promotions. I think that's huge. That's a huge amount of of, uh, of selections from those submissions. So if you guys weren't familiar with that promotions form, um, get on that. You want to know about these retail and library promotions that are coming up throughout the year. Um, I have a suspicion that Mark and Megan are going to do even more in 2024. Oh yeah, lots of plans. <laughs> is, is Jim, is it okay if I bring up the question from Ace that talks about uh, promotions? Please. Since yeah. we're on that topic right now. So Ace Adams asks, uh, says, good topic, I need to know if I need to change my prices for the promotion or will the retailer change the price? Uh, and then the second part of that question or comment is I had a Kobo uh, Boxing Day promo, but didn't see it on the Kobo site. So in answer to the first question, Ace, is usually in the requirements for the promo, uh, often, for example, I know end of year overdrive sales said, just submit and tell us what discount you want them to offer it at. And it's taken care of for you. 
usually with a promo, and, and I can't remember which Kobo promo you're in, it will tell you if you need to do a price drop. And then if you are accepted in the promo, do the price drop, which you can easily do in the scheduling tool with draft to digital. You can say, you know, start it on the 24th of December and run it to January 1st or, or whatever the, the case may be. So it just depends on the promo itself. If it's a buy one, get one free sort of promo, you're just uh, offering to, to have your book in the promo and there's nothing needed for you. But if you do get accepted in a promo, particularly if it's a price drop promo, you do need to go in and, and schedule that in advance. Um, and then the, the question about the Kobo Boxing Day promo. Now, one of the challenges with these promos is Kobo is accepting hundreds of titles from us and from all the major publishers. And you may be in a promo with 500 or 800 other titles. So I do often encourage authors, if you're in a promo that requires a price drop, you may want to further support the promo, not only by pushing that out to your newsletter people, like on your author newsletter, but I also like to sometimes book a fussy librarian or a written word media bargain book seat or some other sort of promo as the promo begins because getting some traction and getting some unit sales on your title in that list of 800 may help those titles swim to the top uh, and filter up. And it's just kind of like stirring stirring that martini properly uh, before, uh, before you go out there. See, I'm still in the holiday spirit here. Or shaking it. Shaking, you could shake it. That's true. Yeah, Mr. I, honestly, I'll, I'll just, to mention. it's been, oh, I just want to say like you and Megan have done remarkable work when it comes to promotions these past, uh, has it been like two years since we've really kind of kicked that off? Yeah. It, it just, honest, Megan does all the, all the really hard work. She's doing all the, Megan is yeah. amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I wanted to mention about Megan too, is that, um, when it comes to the promo form, I want the authors to know out there that you don't have to sit back and wait for Megan or Mark to, to reach you for any upcoming promotions. Like if you're doing something really, really cool that you think our promotions team should know about that maybe they could share with the retailers and libraries out there, let us know proactively. You can email us. Is it promotions at draftdigital.com, Mark? Yeah, um, email you can also oh. use the form. The form itself says, hey, I've got a book bub coming up. I want you to know about it. We do share that with the, the retailers looking for, yeah, this, you gotta, hey, so-and-so's got this promo coming up in January. M Mr. And Mrs. Retailer, maybe you want to maybe you want to check out these titles and, and add them in some other promotions as well. And they and they love hearing about it. Right. Yeah. Right. No, or if you've the, got the, a pre-order that's just doing really, really well, or you're doing an anthology or a box set with fellow authors out there, let us know about that stuff. And yeah. one thing Megan told me, she said, um, err on the side of giving us too much detail. We want all the detail that you can give us because that makes it easier oh. for Megan and Mark to get those details to the merchandising managers at the retailers and at the libraries. And Lexi, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. It's just, yeah, like, uh, mentioning the, oh, you have, uh, I've had particularly high pre-orders. Like that's leverage that like that gets uh vendors interested and honestly what's the worst thing that a store can say is no we're not gonna jump on this promotion there's no real harm in getting that information out there it's a good way to self-promote so sure absolutely shall we jump into bestseller lists let's let's, let's do that everybody likes bestseller lists well, especially when they're on um, the bestseller lists how do you get on a bestseller list around these parts? How do you get Sell. on a bestseller list? You know, <laughs> can we just say that 
bestseller lists within the last several years haven't been that kind to indie authors. The ebook bestseller list at the New York Times went away. And then the USA Today bestseller list went away. And then the Wall Street Journal's bestseller list went away. So Mark and his team uh, had the idea of, well, let's 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 combine draft digital sales and smash word sales. And we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to we're going to have our own comprehensive bestseller list that doesn't just look at the Smashword store, right? It goes beyond and out there to aggregate how books are selling across our global network of retailers and libraries out there. So can we talk yeah. about that a bit more, Mark, about what we're doing at the yeah. Draft Digital blog? Yeah, sure. So in, in our partnership with uh, FreshFiction.com, we started sending them a curated fiction-only bestseller list. Uh, so that they've been posting at freshfiction.com yeah. for fiction readers, you know, the, 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 the top sellers with a link back to the Smashword store where authors earn more margin. Yeah. And, well, I mean, you earn more margin when you sell directly, but this is the retailer where right. you earn the most margin from all of them. But uh, what we decided to do is shortly after that, and just started early in 2023, was posting a weekly top 25 bestseller list. Now, it's, it's kind of unique. All bestseller lists are curated. There are, I, I know like New York Times bestseller list will take titles off that are part of a, a you know, September uh, reads for uh, universities and colleges and stuff like that. <laughs> they kind of manually extract and manipulate the bestseller lists. We do yeah, manually. Everyone's kind of got their own them. secret sauce. Yeah, we're pulling sales from all the ebook platforms that we distribute to, including the Smashwords store, from both Smashwords distribution and draft to digital distribution. So all those sales that come in include all the library platforms. They also actually include DDD print sales because we have the, the data for DDD print sales. And they also include, you know, through our partnership with Apple Audio, any of those audiobook sales. So all of those count towards your, your bestseller status. And it's on a, a title basis. And what we do is part of the curation is in order to make sure one of the things that always frustrated me as an author looking at bestseller lists yeah. is go, oh, look, Suzanne Collins, all five books in her in her series are on the bestseller list. So she's hogging five spots. And then there's only 20 other authors, not 24 other authors who can be on the list. So we take the top selling book from any single author and we we remove any of their other ones off the list to make sure that we can actually have 25 different authors on each of those lists. Now you can appear on the that. top seller by revenue and top seller by unit because that's two different things. If you have a book bub for a 99 cent book deal, chances are you're going to hit the unit sales, but maybe not make as much revenue. So as uh, you know, in the wide for the win group, always say uh, bank over rank. Uh, we do list them by revenue, then by units. Yeah. And we do fiction units revenue, um, uh, fiction fiction units and revenue, and nonfiction units and revenue. So there's a really a better possibility for more indie authors than ever to be included on these lists. And then we even link to on the Smashwords store, because it's easy enough for us to do, is we link to the book in the Smashwords store, but we also link to the series page on the Smashwords store. Uh, and all this list is meant to do is uh, spotlight as many different authors as we can, but also give you an opportunity for bragging rights. You know, you're taking that little logo that we post on the blog every week that we post yeah. every Tuesday and saying, you know, you, you take a little sticker and throw it up and say, hey, thanks readers for getting me onto the Smashwords bestseller list. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it, it, it's worth mentioning too, that from the Smashwords store, we're also sending our bestseller list to Locus Magazine for science fiction. 
and fantasy. Uh, we're sending our fiction also to Publishers Weekly every month. We're sending it to Indie Tale Magazine as well. And you mentioned Fresh Fiction. It's also going out yeah. to Fresh Fiction. We want and the authors to have... succeed at Draft Digital. If you're going to yeah. do well and if you're going to put in that work, we want people to see your success. So. Absolutely, we do. And we want the entire publishing industry to know that indie authors are not only hidden in bestseller lists, they're climbing these bestseller lists and they're staying on these bestseller lists. Um, as a case in point, so you all know that the USA Today bestseller list went away, but did you know that the USA Today bestseller list has come back and it is currently in place? And did you know that we are reporting sales data from the Smashwords Dark to USA Today again? So indie authors are going to start appearing if they haven't already on that USA Today list. And I'm just going to go out and say it. Um, it's the worst kept secret that Smashwords Store also reports sales to the New York Times. I said it. Yeah. Maybe I'll get in trouble for that. Um, hopefully not. All right. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> coupons, Smashwords coupons. So the Smashwords authors have been using coupons since mm, 2008, 2009. But drafted digital authors have been given the tool since the merger to use Smashwords coupons beginning in, when was it? Was it February or March of this year? Pretty early in the year, I believe it was. Don't ask me. I'm always an alpha user, so I always get access to it just before the rest of the public so I can break things early. Show off. Yeah, it, I, like Lexi alluded earlier, it's been... It's been a little busy since the uh, since the integration of Drafted Digital and Smashwords, and time has just been clicking by. But I also think that's that's worth noticing or noting as well, Smashwords coupons, because that is what enabled Drafted Digital authors to take place or to take part in Smashwords annual store sales, um, including the Smashwords end of year sale, which is going on as we speak. It ends on January first. There is also the July summer winter sale that takes place the entire month of July. And then there's the read an ebook sale that takes place. I think it's either the first or second week of March every year. Uh, the sales, especially since drafted digital authors have been able to enlist their books in the Smashwords sales, these sales have been getting bigger and bigger and breaking previous records. And did y'all know? that Smashwords, the last time I checked the numbers, Smashwords was on track to complete its seventh consecutive year of sales growth. So, right, give yourselves a round of applause. If you're not, if you don't have your books in the Smashwords store yet, get your book in the Smashwords store. And if you are taking part in the Smashwords end of year sale, one thing I want you to realize is that usually the final days of any of these sales are really, really strong sales days. So it's not over yet. Um, now would be a really good time to encourage your readers to load up on books by their favorite authors, including yourselves. Yeah. Uh, when these sales go on, we see a lot of authors tagging us and promoting their own stuff. And 
the, the authors that go out of their way to self-promote are the authors that see the biggest rewards in these particular sales. And these sales are so huge. Like, I, I know that a lot of sales I make on Smashwords come through in these sales specifically every year. So, And Megan yeah. did a special list uh, of, of curated titles from the list. Because, again, there's thousands and thousands of titles. She curated by eight different categories, invited authors to fill out this form, curated them to a special landing page of just fantasy or 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 just different uh, styles of genre and then emailed that list back to the author saying here you go there's only a single page of about 30 40 titles on it so that they could help each other out and and, and share that across so i see i imagine that the authors like lexi says who participate and push this out to their audiences are helping themselves but they're also helping you know, the readers who, who may have already read all their books discover other great yeah. authors whose books are at a discount so people can load up and, and get uh, and get more great reading in. Yeah. I love it when authors aren't just promoting their own books, but they're promoting other authors who they believe that their readers would enjoy as well. There's a lot of cross promotion yeah. going on. Absolutely. It's, I, it's really important for authors to realize that we're not necessarily in competition with one another. It's, when when readers are in a reading e ecosystem it's benefiting all the authors involved it's it's important to not treat ourselves like competition we are a community and that's important absolutely well said all right i've left nick over in a corner for too long now uh, let's shift gears and talk about some tools um pretty big news earlier this year number one we acquired self-pub book covers and put Nick in charge of it. Not only in charge of self-pub book covers, but in charge of a new division here at Draft Digital called Author Success. Nick, what tell us a little with? bit more about what Author Success is, what it entails, um, some plans, like the plans that you're able to share, that sort of thing. Because sure. I, based on what I know, I'm really excited about it. Uh, and I think authors should be excited about it. I mean, I'm, I'm. Uh, I was honored to be asked to to, to run the department, um, but it, it's also terrifying because it represents a brand new direction for draft to digital um, We're not abandoning anything that we've done. And of course, my dogs decide to start losing their mind when I start talking. Uh, sorry if anybody can hear that, but hopefully my voice is louder. Um, we're not abandoning anything that we've done in the past, right? That's the first and most important thing to to say. We're still draft digital, will be, um, but we're we're. We're at, we're at this crossroads in the indie author community, I believe, in this industry that a lot of us, especially here, have seen literally birth and then grow into this kind of adolescent industry where we've got resource providers and, and, and service providers doing good for the indie community and sometimes not so good. And what we recognized, uh, the, the leadership team, Drafted Digital, and I, uh, we recognized that authors need a place they can trust to get some of these services that they have to have, like a book cover, like email, um, of course, the distribution, which is what we've already done. And there really is no effective and efficient way to do that, um, you know, without charging a small amount of money up front. And so this is a different thing that we're doing. We're offering services to authors uh, that will cost money up front to buy a book cover. Buy it up front. Uh, that's really the reason this is under a different department because draft digital doesn't take money up front normally. Right. So that that's really the, the separation, but it's the same company. 
Um, it's the same people. I mean, I'm I'm at Draft Digital. I have been here, and so now I'm running this. Um, but in a in a in an adolescent indie author community industry where people you trust all of a sudden can't be trusted for whatever reason, or services come and go. We wanted a mainstay, we wanted a force for good for authors. And that's what author success really yeah. is. It's a name. Chris came up with that name, our CEO, and there's really nothing else to it. It's called author success because we are still committed to the success of the author first and foremost. So for example, and I'll shut up um, after this, self-pub book covers we hired, um, good situation. And um, it's a great company that's got a, a 10 years, over a decade of, of history of success. And we're going to make some changes to it. Uh, it's an older website that needs some duct tape, for better or worse, for lack of a better term. And uh, we're, we're going to do things with it that are really, really cool. But the, the core purpose of that company is to offer book covers to authors in an ethical, efficient, and affordable way. So these are mostly sub $100 book covers, which is about as cheap as you can get. Um, and then we also have author email right now, which is a company I built mm -hmm. from the ground up. It is an email service provider, ESP as we call it. And, uh, it's, it's the cheapest one on the market because we don't believe authors need a full fledged customer relations management tool like MailChimp. Uh, we just need to be able to send emails to our readers and it should be affordable, ethical, and we'll be able to offer that. And it's a rock solid system. So that, that's what author success is. It's going to become more, um, hopefully when we acquire, other small companies like Barnes and Noble and Kobo and and the United States government and everything we just own own it all and and you know I'm just kidding um, but we can we can become big we can do more the more that we have um, these these types of services wrapped into what Draft Digital always was uh, so I hope, I hope that makes sense but that's that's kind of the goal with it is to offer these things ethically and affordably because authors need certain things they can't publish a book without a book cover um, and so we want to give that to them in the best way possible. One thing I was really pleased about or pleased to see when I first started kind of going through the self-published book covers. And I, I knew um, I knew the founders you know, be, way before this whole deal took place. But it was neat to kind of cycle through all the different artists out there and realize like, oh, I know that person and I know that person. I've seen this person's name and I've seen these different designs out there. There are a lot of accomplished book cover designers already on the site that had been there for years and years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a marketplace um, and we're not planning on changing that. I mean, the website will change and uh, structure needs to change so that we can secure it better and things like that. But the, uh, the the unique selling proposition in business speak of that website of what we now call self-pub book covers um, is it's, it's a marketplace where artists can connect with authors and sell their their designs and authors can, can acquire book cover designs for a great price. But it's also um, right now, it's really cool. You know, an author can go and purchase a pre-made book cover and they can edit their own text. So they can put their own uh, author name. They can put their own book title. Once they purchase the cover, it's theirs forever. It's unique to them. No mm -hmm. one else can own that. They can change that title and author name as many times as they want for free. They can download it every single time and, and re-upload if they want to change their pen name, for example. So it is a really cool marketplace in that way. And like I said, I keep saying we're trying to, we're planning on making changes to it to make it better and, and more usable yeah. uh, across the board, but we don't want to change those core functions of it. Is it pretty easy for an artist to sign up to become listed at the marketplace? It is. Yeah. Um, you can go to the website right now, selfpubbookcovers.com. There's an, there's a login up top for authors and artists and you just click 
whichever one you want to become or both and go through the process. There's uh, there's some verbiage on there. You got to you wade through and get through the terms of service and all that, but it's nothing you haven't seen before. Um, as an artist, we're just making sure you're actually designing your work um, and, you know, not ripping it off and things like that, but it's very simple and you can start uploading immediately. Um, we vet everything manually. So there's a human vetter is actually his title. Um, and he will go through. So when you upload the book cover, the <laughs> delay before your book cover becomes available in the marketplace. Uh, but again, that's just to, to ensure that we've got a good quality product um, for authors that they don't have to worry about. You know, the, the stock photos were legally acquired, things like that. Cool. Yeah, I like that title of human vetter. I was, I'm going to ask for that to be my new title going forward here. <laughs> I actually wish I hired okay, somebody thanks, named Nick. Eddie, but it, it didn't work Eddie, out. Eddie the way, human so. vetter. That's right. <laughs> Eddie vetter. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I couldn't help. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That on. came to mind too. Uh, we, might, we might be dads. <laughs> That's <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear some bad jokes and bad dad jokes, come to Draft to Digital. We've got you covered. Okay. So. <laughs> Under the topic of new tools, I think it's worth mentioning at least that this year, it seems like it was years ago, but this year, DDD Print went live. It came out of beta. DDD Print is now open for everybody. It's, Who wants to I, talk I, about I... some of that process? Because that, this is all rolling way before the acquisition uh, with Smashwords happened. So I'll gladly but, jump into this one for a little, just because uh, I started before social media, I started on our support team. So I was very accustomed to supporting mm -hmm. authors through what was kind of a really long open beta for draft the digital's uh, print side. Um, it was always a thing that we knew was going to be big. We knew there was a lot of demand for it. But we also understood that we needed it to be up to our standards, our draft to digital standards. So yeah. um, in doing so, we what we worked with partners, we changed partners, we worked on what was going to benefit our authors and what we could offer that was going to be a consistent workable product. And honestly, since we've now rolled it out to everyone, it's on all accounts to start with draft to digital. It's on all accounts that have been with draft to digital. We're seeing more and more authors' books come in, authors that don't necessarily want to work with some of the other print options on the market, authors that want print that uses our support team, that has the backing of draft to digital so that you know that you have someone you can trust that is going to shepherd your, your print book into the world. Um, and I think that that's yeah. kind of one of the big selling points, and it's always been a big selling point for D2D print. Uh, so it's been wonderful to see authors just en masse take advantage of that. Yeah, it's really cool. It actually is encouraging me now that Draft Digital, that DDD print uh, is ready for prime time, that it's encouraging me, like, I want to finish my book now because I want a print copy of it. Um, I've been saying that for about 10 years. But now, this year, I'm saying it here publicly. I am going to publish that book in 2020. You can get a cover easily. Do it. Get it into print it. easily. All, all good. Yeah. And if I don't do it, I'm I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this, but you know, it was it was 10 years. It wasn't. It was like 12, 13 years ago. I think my first book was published, um, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, I, I was always going to go the self-publishing route because I didn't like querying. I didn't like the idea of that. Um, but I remember having to 
I mean, literally use probably a, a dozen different tools and services to get that book to me in my hands. You know, it was, I mean, it was in design, heaven forbid. I mean, I can't imagine doing that these days. It's in design to design the stupid thing, Photoshop for the cover. I worked with a designer, you know, and there was a whole different tool set with that. And then trying to get a quote unquote real book printed and bound and shipped to me was a whole other thing. And I just can't believe how easy it is to I me. Mean, I can upload a, a Word file and be done in an afternoon or less if you're used to the system that directly to I know I'm an old fanboy. I'm a company man at this, at this point. But it really is neat that we've got the services that authors need. It doesn't cost them money. I mean, you don't have to pay to use that stuff. It, it costs to print something, obviously. But it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable that where we are in this industry. It is. Just remarkable. want to double check, Nick. Uh, is one of your dogs chewing on your microphone? Because you're getting a little bit of feedback there. Okay, good. That yeah. Okay. That wasn't just me. But Thank you. Just to double check your settings on that one, just in case. We could hear you, but it came with a little bit of. We're getting a lot more. Uh, running yeah, away. A lot more. <laughs> Maybe mute, Nick. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, that was it. Okay. Uh, I, you know what, Nick, Nick's busy opening a portal to the underworlds or whatever that sound was. <laughs> right. Um, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll power through. Well, we'll, we'll let working it hard to let find it the best out. services for authors. Um, as, as usual for these self-publishing insiders episodes, whenever they start, I'm always like, okay, you know, are we going to be able to fill up the time? And then boop, I blink and then we've got 10 minutes left. Yeah, so, how did that happen? I know. So let's talk about some accomplishments that uh, that we are some milestones, I should say, that we announced this year. Um, one of them was a million books. A million so books. Did you hear the news? That combined, Smashwords and Draft Digital have released over a million books. And I believe that does make us the uh, largest collection of wide indie authors on the internet. I think I'm pretty comfortable saying that. So it's been wonderful seeing the uh, collection or the, the community of authors using Draft the Digital and Smashwords grow so much in the past years that uh, this really does feel like an achievement for everyone involved. The authors, us, it's been yeah. great. I have a commemorative mug, and I'm not, well, those of you who are watching can see this mug, but those of you on the podcast won't be able to, to see it. But it's a commemorative mug from, from Smashwords. Pretty cool, huh? But we made this mug back in, I want to say it was 2011, because I had just joined the Smashwords team then, commemorating the release of the 80,000th book. And now we've reached over a million. Um, this is not us saying "woohoo!" Look at draft. Look at us. Look at draft digital. Look at Smashwords. We wouldn't be here without you, authors. So thank you so much for your continued support and trust of your babies with all of us here. We want to help you get your books out into the world. Um, all right, Mark. One thing I wanted to mention here, I have a little note. Oh, should we mention the author, the, the indie author's um, earnings survey here? Can we take a minute to, to talk about that? Are you comfortable talking about that? Um, I know we didn't do it, 
But yeah, I just don't have the data in front of me. So, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have other stats yeah. in front of me that I can share. Uh, I'm just sure. gathering sort of, it's not quite end of year because we don't have December sales in yet from all the all the platforms. Obviously, December's not over. Okay. But I was looking at, at the top sellers and no surprise of the top 10 categories, whether you sort it by units or revenue, romance yeah. is eight of the top categories. Uh, no surprise there. We'll, we'll dig in uh, further detail in the new year. But uh, action and adventure, fiction, action and adventure is in like, you know, number seven, number eight and uh, women's fiction. Uh, and then fantasy is in one of the ones in in place of women's fiction when you sort by revenue rather than by units. So just to give you guys mm -hmm. a, a feel for, well, nothing much has changed in the fact that romance rules the world. Yeah, but it, yeah. But it is good to see other uh, genres still peeking into the top 10. And there's still certainly <laughs> that, that is the obviously we have so many romance books like there. There are just so many in our library, right. but. That doesn't mean that there aren't books still seeing success in other genres. And that's yeah. really good to see as well. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to write romance, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> good good points. Good points. Um, and not to mention, if you're writing a contemporary moment romance, you're you're playing against with so many other authors in that space. Uh, whereas if you're writing mysteries or thrillers, are in a different subcategory or a different genre, then you might find your niche and be able to hit that bestseller list a little bit easier. All right, I need to look at some of these questions here. Um, there are several. Oh, I'm gonna bring up this question from Gene Jacobson, who's asking, can I do a large print book? So you can, uh, for, for DCD print, we, uh, you can submit your own pre-formatted large print PDF. Uh, what we cannot currently do is we do not uh, like uh, auto-generate or we do not create large print files from your like Word document. Uh, that is something that we certainly have been in talks about and certainly something we want to be doing in the future. Uh, but yeah, for now, if you can create your own PDF that is large print, you can certainly submit that to DTD Print. But I strongly advise, email our support team and say, I would really love if you made those awesome templates for me to allow me to get my own large print books because I know it's on the radar and your requests, not to us here live, but emailing to supportaddraftsdigital.com gives them a way to track how many authors want that and that elevates our ability to get that to the forefront of the, of the long, long list of development plans we have. I, ju I just felt the support team's email queue get larger. <laughs> I'm going to bring up this question uh, regarding ISBNs because I think other uh, authors may have the same question. Yeah. Thanks for the question, William. He asks, does DDD print now require that authors to submit an ISBN that differs from the ISBN uh, used at Amazon? I'm referring to ISBNs brought by the author or bought by the author. So Not technically, William, technically, William, um, if you're publishing it directly to Amazon and then you're using us to get it distributed, our partner distributes everywhere. So it will it will get, I promise you, it will get rejected by Amazon because they already have it. But who cares? It's already on Amazon directly. Haha, you win. Now, if you used extended distribution on Amazon, it would have put it into Ingram's database as owned by Amazon or being published by Amazon. Therefore, you have to do a lot of manual work to request from Amazon to remove it from extended distribution and then request an e through an email to us 
to also switch the vendor of record over to us, it can be done, but it's very, very difficult. So if you haven't done extended distribution, you, you're, it's, it's pretty much a walk in the park and it is very confusing. I understand that. So what I, what I strongly encourage you to do, William, is please just, just email and, and ask support and, and, and give us as much information up front as you can so we understand what it is we're ask, answering. Because if we don't know if it's extended distribution or not, it's going to be a bit of a different answer. And that's Amazon's extended or pretended distribution that I'm referring to. It's not an easy, it's not as easy as eBooks, unfortunately. And honestly, in terms of like, you can always just put a different ISBN on that new printing with us. It is another option and it is something that will give you a little bit less in the terms of headaches. Like this little, there are fewer hoops to jump through. Uh, I don't know why at minute 44 I'm suddenly losing the ability to speak, but yeah, no. Uh, so that is always an option, it, 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 but otherwise there are ways to change the vendor of record. If you work with our support team, always, I keep, we keep pointing to our support team, but it's because the, they're great. So if there are solutions, yeah. they are going to be able to find them for you. Um, and in the last minute here, I wanted to at least take a few seconds to mention the uh, the migration update or give it a quick update on the Smashwords Draft Digital merger, the Smashwords migration over into the Draft Digital uh, system. Mark, you're over there laughing because I'm also tripping over my words here. <laughs> but uh, gosh, a shout out to our development team because these guys have been working so hard since the acquisition to kind of try to eliminate every wrinkle, try to eliminate any speed bump uh, with migrating Smashwords authors over into Drafted Digital. Um, we are now beginning that process of sending authors over. So there have been now several hundred Smashwords authors who have been sent over into Drafted Digital. Um, things are going fairly well or really well. So we're kind of slowing that down now during the holidays. And then once the holidays are over, we're going to open that faucet up again to get more of you guys over from Smashwords into the draft to digital system. So it's all happening. So my team, any last minute comments that you would like to make about 2023 before I start doing the, uh, the, the, the closing links and stuff? Yeah, no. Um it's been wonderful another wonderful year uh this job working with authors helping authors find their success uh it's incredibly fulfilling um and a huge part of that is what our authors bring into draft to digital we literally wouldn't be here without you so all of our success this year is success that we share with you so thank you for everything awesome. anybody else bark or nick I think Lexi, I don't know if uh, it up is it, am I messing it up? And I don't know if my voice is coming through, but we can't do anything. No, you're, actually, without you're, you're fine right now. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you. I like being. <laughs> All right. As we come to a close, we want to remind you to please be sure to bookmark gddlive.com so you can be kept abreast of what's coming up in subsequent weeks, who the guests are, what the topic will be, what we'll talk about. Um, also, 
for each of these episodes. It really helps us out when you like, share, comment, and especially subscribe to our YouTube channel because that helps us spread the word. It helps put more visibility on draft to digital and it helps us attract more industry luminaries out there to help give their expert advice to you. And then finally, if you are an aspiring author and you haven't yet signed up for an account, a free account at Draft Digital, why not do so today? Simply by going to drafttodigital.com. Mark, Lexi, Nick, and all of you out there in cyberspace land, out there on the socials, um, we want to wish you a very happy, happy holiday season. We really appreciate you joining us here on Self-Publishing Insiders. We want to extend a sincere Happy New Year to you and your loved ones. For Draft Digital and my teammates here, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I want to say goodbye to Nick's dogs and my dog, too, who is now outside barking as, <laughs> as well. Thanks so much, folks. We'll see you here next week. Take care, everybody. Ebooks are great, but there's just something about having your words in print. Something you can hold in your hands, put on a shelf, sign for a reader. That's why we created D2D Print, a print-on-demand service that was built for you. We have free, beautiful templates to give your book a pro look, and we can even convert your ebook cover into a full wraparound cover for print. So many options for you and your books. And you can get started right now at DraftToDigital.com. That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft2digital.com.